do I have to find about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, I can respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and on this episode of Network and Spill, I am super pumped to bring on a group of women who are doing fantastic things in the world. I have got Black Women Talk Tech. They've got their own podcast show. They've got their own website, nonprofit, a corporation. They're doing so many, so many, so many things. So we're going to dive into the conversation right now. I think I've got almost all of them on the line right now. Lauren, are you here? Hi. I'm here. Hello. Hey. hey. Awesome. Okay. So what I want you to do is we're just going to dive right in and talk a little bit about your background, um, what you guys are out here doing, really like the background behind why you guys got started, and then we'll move into how you all met. So uh, we're Black Women Talk Tech, and we're on a mission to support, identify, and help resource the next billion-dollar tech founder to be a Black woman. Um, we are literally a collective of Black women tech founders globally, um, where you are literally figuring out all the things you need to do to make your business scalable. Most of our um, members are pre-seed or Series A, so meaning they have a, they're working on it full time. They're doing the business thing all day long and are looking for community to support each other's efforts. And so uh, we started Black Women Talk Tech to kind of celebrate our wins, show people we're here, and figure out how to support each other's journey. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So how did you all meet? There are three founders. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. So we all kind of met randomly at these like networking and conferences um, in New York. Um, we, there are all these like tech community um, meetups or, or events where you have to like apply to get in, apply for information. Um, and so we realized that, you know, there was only three black women in the room and it was us three. And so we walked up to each other and, and just, I think I met Regina on the lunch line and I, I think I sat next to Lauren. <laughs> and so just like, hey, what do you do? I don't, we were like literally the only three uh, women of color in the room most times. And, and we're like, oh, what do you do? Um, how are you, you know, building your next company? And we literally hit it off from there. And I think um, at that, the second meeting, we realized I was like, do you know any other black women tech founders who, who decided to like create? this type of, you know, business in this lane. And um, I think we all were like shrugging our shoulders, like maybe two or three. I, you know, and most of them I read about, you know, you don't really know, know, know them. So we, we tried to like, let's, let's figure out if we can come together and, you know, support each other's journey and, and just do an event. So we started the first, you know, World Map Civilian Conference, uh, which wasn't called that in the beginning. But um that like literally at that moment in like 2016 and um, we literally just decided to get um, people we want to hear from in the room to, to learn about 
scaling your businesses, what you need to know about hiring, co-founder relationships, legal, accountant, how do you, you know, build your first MVP um, for scaling ability, all these different topics that were um, interesting to us. Um, and so we created like a whole panel of different black women talking from expertise and raising money, all that jazz. And so we created that curriculum and I, I had asked my advisor who, who works at Google to get us like a little space, like a classroom setting of like 30 uh, chairs. And then uh, went ahead and um, we invited, you know, um, uh, the, the two or three uh, black women we knew and said, hey, if you know any others, you know, share it with them and we'll, we'll have lovely, would love to have them. So we're hoping to get 15 people in the room and figure out how we can support our journeys. And uh, lo and behold, after sending it out two weeks before the event, we had over 300 people uh, plot, like literally request to come and we're like, what? What is happening right now? Like, where did all of you come from? Where have you been? I've been looking for you. Why? You know, it was it was such a huge, you know, uh, change of scope for us because, you know, here I am thinking like, oh, it's not too many of us. And it's like, wow, this is just from like a, a small flyer reaching people, you know? And, you know, people came, I mean, women came from Canada, California, everywhere just to join the conversation and be around so we had to do like a whole application process because like we only got 30 feet so <laughs> and literally had to uh, take in less than 10 percent of the people who requested and you know we were really excited about that and, i mean it just kind of grew like wildfire from then wow that is incredible that's so cool that you really didn't think i mean sometimes it's like that you don't think that you're going to reach a certain amount of people just yet. Like, you, you know, it's, oh, it's going to take time to reach that many people or, you know, we've got to really work to find this many people to get involved. And then boom, you're just inundated with interested people. That's amazing. And I will say, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am, um, I'm a tech person at heart. I've been in the cyber security industry or at least the cyber risk industry for a while. Um, I started my career doing IT and I've been doing it for literally the last 10 years. And so when I saw you guys' page, I was like, what? Of course, I've got to get involved. I want to know what they're talking about. I want to know what conversations are being had. I want to know what technologies are being like spoken about. Like, I wanted to know. And I listened to a couple episodes. Um, I definitely want to get into the podcast that you guys have. But um, I, I really think it's important to to do this work. And I think what you're doing is incredible. And it's so cool because... I love seeing other black women in technology and I have been in this industry for a while as, you know, a consultant and as a SME in certain areas. And it, you just, I'm always the only one. Like, I feel like I was the only one in one of the top firms in the country or in the world. I can't remember who was black in my entire group, like a black female, the only one I, I can think of maybe one, but I don't even think she was in cyber risk. So for me, it, it's astounding to even be in the same room with other women who are doing IT work or tech work on such a huge scale. Um, so yeah. I just wanted to say that it's so, so, so cool. So on your new show, on the podcast, I listened, I think, to the very first episode recently. You just started this new show. But tell me about some of the guests that you have on the show or what's really pumping you up about having women on your on your podcast. 
Yeah. So we just launched our new podcast. And this is kind of a new endeavor for us. I, I think we sort of look at our company as a startup because that's the world that we came from. So we test things, we pilot things, we do things in beta and just see what's going to happen. And we've gotten such a great response from the podcast. I think it's similar to uh, what Asosa was talking about with our events, that there's just such an open space to talk about being a Black woman within this industry and specifically through the lens of founders because we don't always get painted or portrayed as being leaders and as being founders within this space. So that's actually one piece of our mission. Um, we have a four-part mission and one is really to promote Black women as leaders of billion-dollar businesses. That's through articles, that's through sharing things in our newsletter, that's through really pumping each other up, putting ourselves on stage, um, all of those different pieces kind of come together to sort of change the narrative of what a leader really looks like. And that can change everything for you, right? If you have investors who you're going up against and they're looking to invest in you and they see that, um, you know, someone like Julia Collins has created a billion dollar business and you can point to her as someone who looks like you, who has gone to where you want to go. That's everything. It's huge. It completely changes the game. And so, even though we understand that funding is a big part of this and, and the conference and networking is huge, sometimes that promotion piece can really sort of change the direction of your business. And we've seen that happen with a number of women um, in our conference, particularly those who have won our pitch competition. So we kind of wanted to take that and put it into a podcast version. And I definitely have to give a shout out to um, one of the women who works with us, Chelsea Lowe, because she fully spearheaded this whole thing from start to finish. It was her idea. She found the people, she recorded it, she did the marketing, and she's just a, an incredible person to work with. Um, and I think we have so many of those on our team because everyone is just sort of really excited about this mission, can really feel it and um, see themselves within it and see the power of what a story can do. And so that's what we're trying to do with our podcast. Like I said, it's a very beginning for us, but we've gotten so much great feedback on it because when you hear stories that are similar to your own and experiences that are similar to your own, you kind of feel a little bit more inspired and ready to sort of take on the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And guys, um, if you're listening, make sure you go into, um, you're probably already in the Apple podcast app, but if you go in and you search Black Women Talk Tech, you'll see the um, the the actual logo there. And um, just check out some of the episodes. What I like is the descriptions are pretty spot on. Um, the people that are on the show are fantastic. Their backgrounds are super unique and you get so much value. Like if you really are somebody who's looking to, you know, get an investor or to do this launch or to take this risk or to get to the next level in whatever tech industry like you're in, you can listen to these episodes and take the actual information that these women, they are giving you real advice. It's not, oh, well, I think you should do that. No, this is real advice coming straight from the source. So definitely, definitely check out, even if you're not in tech, I feel like as a leader, as a, as a woman of color leader, leading people and, you know, owning things and, and managing um, other people and, and big tasks, this is a great show to tune into and it's just gotten started. So kudos to you guys for that, that, and you said Chelsea was the one who spearheaded that? Yeah, Chelsea Lowe is the one who spearheaded it, and she's the one who does all the interviews and finds everyone. So she's been incredible in pulling that all together. Uh, yeah, and I, I agree. I think oftentimes when you have Black women 
speak um, at these various conferences. And that's something that um, me, Regina, and Asosa all notice is that you're always just kind of talking about diversity, right? You have these incredible, brilliant people on stage and you're the diversity angle and the diversity piece. Um, and we kind of want to change that as well in that these women know what they're talking about. They know what they're doing. You just talked about Numaka from GitLinks. Um, she just sold her company. Like that's a huge feat for any entrepreneur, particularly for a black woman. So I want to talk to her about that, right? I don't want to talk to her necessarily about how she feels about being the diversity piece or being the only person in the room. Like we have so much value and knowledge within ourselves that we need to start sharing that and giving people the stage to, to see themselves as experts. Absolutely. It's going to change the game. It's, it changes the game. Every time a woman comes out and found something, is it found something? Starts, <laughs> whatever. When somebody comes yeah. out and <laughs> <Founder. laughs> founds something, um, but you know what I mean? Whenever somebody comes out and launches or initiates some sort of endeavor that's like this, right? That has a, a power to be purchased by you know a big company or to be sold for x my x y and z amount of money this is something that changes the narrative so when women go into interviews for jobs in tech or when they go into um, a room full of venture capitalists or when they go into a room full of other founders and they're the only person that looks like them they they stand out but they stand out in more than one way it's not just about diversity it's about oh okay and and it it changes i think it changes how the way pe- the way people think and how people perceive you, even though you had nothing to do with so-and-so selling, you know, a company or so-and-so launching the next big thing or so-and-so developing this really cool app, like even though you had nothing to do with that, you're still associated with those women in some way, right? They still correlate the two and it boosts you. So that's why I think it's, it's one of the reasons why it's so important to hear these stories and to see these women making moves because it not only proves that other women can make it, but it shifts the narrative and it makes it so that people are not so, you know, surprised the next time they hear about another woman doing something badass or the next time they hear about a woman doing something amazing. Like it, it changes it. So it's not a surprise or a shock anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Okay. So one thing that I, I did want to do, I want to hear about um, both of you. So there's three there's three founders and I want to get to know each of you sort of individually. I know Regina is one who is not on the line at this particular moment. She may join us shortly. Um, but Lauren, um, do you want to start and just tell us a little bit about your, what you call yourself as far as like a title um, and what you're passionate about, what you're working on right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the co-founder of a startup called Funder. And we are a platform that automates startup investing between angel investors and new companies. Um, And I'm incredibly passionate about creating more opportunity for uh, different startups uh, from different areas and different demographics and um, different access points to be able to build in funding and create their companies. I think if we give funding to the right people um, and we're able to spread that out and we're also able to bring in investors from a different standpoint and allow them to to invest in these startups, um, you can really kind of change the economy, right? Like if you're funding the right kind of ideas, um, you can have such a huge follow-on trickle-down effect from it. So I'm really excited about that. We are working on our MVP and launching our beta very soon. So we're in the early stages. But 
a lot of that was informed from my time as an entrepreneur over the last five years with my first company and some of the struggles that I had raising money and finding investors, particularly as a Black woman. Um, and then also the stories I've heard through Black Women Talk Tech. Um, that really spurred me on. You know, like I think when you have your own stories, it's one thing, but then when you hear your story and your experience reflected over and over again about the hardships in raising money, you realize that there's something wrong and something broken within the system, right? It can't just be you um, if it's happening to everyone. And so we're trying to kind of make that change um, and take the bias and take the inefficiency out of fundraising. Awesome. That makes perfect sense. And that sounds like a huge, huge task from start to finish. It is, yeah. It's kind of a small, small task that we're taking on, but I mean, I think it's something that I've been passionate about for a really long time. So it's it's really what fuels me, and all these stories that I keep hearing kind of keep me going to to take that on and really take on a whole industry. Really, absolutely awesome. Well, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, and we have Isosa. Am I saying your name right? You are perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so what I'm working on is a company called NextStar. And with NextStar, we automate the process of campaign management between brands and influencers. So I know people are like, oh, like influencers is like a thing. Um, but I came into this kind of space like about five years ago when I created another company called CoSign. And what we did there is we, we literally made product recommendations within images shoppable on social media and blog sites. So majority of the people we'd worked with are people who garnered an audience in some way, or which at then were just like bloggers, but now they're really called influencers. And the one way that I felt really passionate about it was because I felt like here here's here are content creators, people who are creating like tons and tons of content every day that are changing other people's lives and making impact in like really positive ways to help you get do your do your life thing better. And for so for whatever reason, they're not being compensated at the same going rate as content is being distributed or information is being shared. And so I, I thought that was uh, a place where I, I wanted to really figure out how to make impact. And I think that's where I'm, I'm here to do, to, to make impact um, in a different way besides like saving your life in terms of like, being a doctor or anything, but being like, being able to help support monetization with um, with essentially content creators who, who are making this, not just a side hustle, but like can see this uh, full time and, and allowing creators to, to create and get compensated for it. And I think that is such a big part of just of making sure that, you know, as you're creating values for the world, you should receive something in return. And and so that's what kind of led me creating uh, Cosign. And as I built that business, when I uh, kept talking to my uh, brands and retailers, they kept asking can we do a campaign with your influencers? Like, is there a way we can, you know, partner with them? Because they have new audiences that are trying to reach and we would love to do that in some, some type of way. And so we decided uh, fairly recently to make that change to, you know, uh, fill that gap in the market for a lot of our 
uh, retailers to be able to reach different audiences at scale with different digital uh, influencers. So whether you have an audience on social media or blog sites, in the future, we want to definitely do podcasts, of course. And just like this new age look at, uh, you know, uh, um, next generation talent, right? And and I think um, that's one of the things where we can start to start to really validate and, uh, and, and really have a true um, understanding of what the return on investment would be if you got this digital influencer who's like, they're everything, right? They're editor, they're, <laughs> they're the janitor, they're the photographer, they're the makeup artist, they're like, they're everything, but they created this beautiful and creative content that only they know how to talk to their audience about. Um, involving you in, par- in partnership with, with you, you can understand what the value and the true turn on it while working with us because you've been in it for so long and want to be able to add additional value and get more money with con- content creators. And so that was, uh, that's what I'm doing now. And it's super fulfilling and exciting. And I'm like having like sleepless nights and, and loving it all. <laughs> so it's been a great journey so far. Oh, I bet. That sounds super interesting. We'll definitely have to talk more about that if we know somebody who needs funding or who has money that they want to invest or, you know, wants to get involved in certain entrepreneurial things. Or, you know, maybe we know an influencer who's out here killing it with their content, their photography skills. You know, they've been, you saw them go from sort of drab to fab over the last couple of years on their Instagram feed or on their blog. You know, this is the opportunity opportunity for us to connect people. So I'm very curious how both of you really look at networking in the respect of what you do and how, because one of the questions I always ask my guests is, you know, tell me about a time when networking changed your life. But I'd love to know about a time when networking changed your business or when networking changed your mind about a certain technology or something in your career in that respect. Well, I I would say Definitely three years ago, meeting Warren Regina at a random event, I would never guess that if you told me three years ago that I would be running um, a you know, multi-country, very multifaceted organization called Black Women Talk Tech, just off the strength of meeting strangers and doing you know, business on hello um, or, you know, what was a business time, but like that it would catapult into this really like movement. I, that was life changing for me. Uh, just, just seeing how far it come. We went from like 30 people in a room to just two months ago, having a conference of nearly 1300 people. And, and I can't fathom myself. I can I, like be here running this and running my own business at the same time. I would never, like, I would totally think you're lying. Like, oh, you're crazy, you know, whatever. But this was, that was legit a, a life-changing moment for me because uh, in this, you know, you, there's so many questions that come to, to mind when you're building a business. And I, the need for this type of community, I've never seen anything like it. Like, People are emailing every day, trying to figure out how to how to get involved or support. They need this kind of community in their lives, and and how many people have gotten investment as a result of our conferences or events or connecting people. It's just I, I'm, I like I 
cannot believe it. And like, it's unbelievable. Like, I can't believe it. Like, um, so I think that in itself, the way we came together, the way we just like naturally, you know, wanted to learn more and how to support in, in the, the, the openness of, you know, us wanting to build together in this way and, and support people in this way, being able to be generous and seeing that come back in that way. I've learned so much in this journey. I just, I can't imagine, you know, not being a part of Black Women Toxic or not knowing Lauren and Regina all my life. Like it feels so, you know, I, I don't remember any other, other way of uh, having this type of, you know, bond and closeness and support from a, like an army of people wanting you to succeed. That just feels liberating for sure. And so I think that for me is one of the, you know, biggest opportunities that you just don't know what your life is going to take you based on just generally being open and talking with someone who happens to be on the lunch line or happens to be sitting next to you and just letting your, your guard down, just meeting people. Wow. That's deep. And you're totally right. I mean, it's funny. I always hear people say that. I don't, if you had told me this is, and this is going to happen X amount of years ago, I would have told you that you were on drugs or you were crazy or you were blah, 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 blah. Like I would have said that. And I love hearing that, that something happened and it was, it just, it sort of shifted the trajectory of your life and your path and your career and your focus. And um, it's become so big. So, okay. What about you, Lauren? Do you recall a time? So I 100% agree with what Bosa said. Um, I, you know, she said it so eloquently, so I won't uh, copy it. But I do think um, it's not necessarily from me. I, I've had um, so many serendipitous moments with people that you need, and it leads to all of these different things. But I do want to focus on like some of the women who come to our conference and I've been so blown away and inspired by their stories and that like Sosa touched on it. We have over 30 women who have gotten funding literally from our conference, literally just coming to the conference and talking to people and meeting people. And for a lot of these women, it's their first checks after having fought and looked for money for literally years. Uh, this is the first check that they got in because they're in a space that saves and they're in a space where people all want to support and help each other. Um, and then they've gone on to build up million dollar, literally million dollar businesses a year later. And so just knowing that that kind of opportunity, which I think is really hard sometimes to pull yourself into as an entrepreneur because you feel so head down and you're like, well, if I go to this event or I go to this thing, is it going to pay off for me? Right? Because every minute is precious. Um, I think it's really important to, to recognize that you have no idea what's going to come out of that. And for us, like that has been real progress. Um, but I think for me as well, um, I met my other co-founder again um, through, for funder, through management leadership for tomorrow. Um, and that was maybe 10 years ago. And we were friends obviously then, but kind of lost touch as we went through business school and all these other things. And then I joined um, one of these like secret entrepreneur newsletters that they have, <laughs> all these like different listservs and things. And he had posted something on there. I wrote back just saying, hey, nice to hear from you. Let's reconnect. Talked about Black Women Talk Tech. Somehow got into a conversation about my idea for Thunder. And then literally that day, he was in to, to join me and be my co-founder. Um, and so like 
sometimes it's about the networking. Sometimes it's about reconnecting, I think. And then also like not being afraid to share your thoughts and ideas. I think sometimes when you're in the beginning stages of building a business, you're scared to share what you're doing because you're afraid that somebody is going to take it. And that's just not true. Like there's so much work in between having an idea and actually doing something and having something that you can present to the public. So don't be afraid of that because you have no idea how many people are going to jump on board, how they're going to help you. It's when you kind of put yourself out there that you really get that return there. So those are my, my couple of stories. That's all true. And I love that you brought those points up. Um, reconnecting with people is is super important because you, you know, we just naturally lose touch and we go about our lives, keep it moving. And sometimes following up with somebody, I talk a lot about following up because most people don't do it at all. Um, but when we follow up and circle back with people, it's funny what where they're at, you know, what's going on with them and how things have shifted and changed. So it's, it's a very good point to bring up. And I think Isosa said it too, where she mentioned um, being vulnerable, letting her guard down. That's something that, I mean, I could do a whole episode on just being vulnerable and how important it is for Black women to let their guard down and to open up you know, themselves to an opportunity, to, you know, a next level, to a new person, just being open and available for something like that, for somebody to come and essentially bless your life or your business or your current situation or your bank account. Um, this is crucial. And I don't think enough of us are doing it. And that's one of the reasons why I have this show. And I kind of just beat everybody over the head with the networking information. I'm like, please know work. Please go outside and talk to strangers. Please go outside and, and go to these events and, and attend these conferences because you never know who you're going to meet. And LinkedIn is a beautiful thing, but you know, imagine actually really utilizing LinkedIn and constantly adding people to your LinkedIn account and connecting and connecting and connecting. So I'm um, really glad you guys brought up those points. So one of the things I did want to talk a little bit about is the nonprofit. So I know you have Black Women Talk Tech. And I know you have a nonprofit. I want to know really what initiatives you've got for each of those um, currently. Yeah. So uh, for our nonprofit, it's really just connected to our work. We initially started Black Women Talk Tech as a corporation because that's the world that we all knew. So when we were kind of throwing this together and said, I guess we should be a company now um, after our first event, that was just the easiest way for us to go um, and do it quickly. But I think over the time that we've been working on this, we realized that um, we're very mission-based. So we kind of operate as a nonprofit anyway. You know, like we're, we have pillars, we have goals that we're trying to meet, we have members that are joining us, um, and we're aligned with a lot of different missions that different foundations and different companies um, want to be a part of. But I think there was always that barrier that we were a corporation um, and we were for profit. So we built up our Talk Tech Foundation, um, which will hold some of our other initiatives, um, things like um, our chapters and our membership. We're actually planning on doing research on our members and putting out a report sometime soon and some other programs that we have on the slate that are coming out um, in the next year or so. Awesome. Perfect. I was just curious. Okay. And so really, how do you all balance? I mean, there's, there seems to be a lot going on. I know you guys have tons of goals and things that you're trying to achieve just, you know, probably personally as well as professionally, but how are you all balancing your current endeavors with the Black Women Talk Tech group? I would say it's still a work in progress. I think we try to 
you know, delegate as much as we can to, you know, better replace ourselves in the process of, you know, running black women talk tech alongside of running our own tech businesses. I think um, learning how to literally delegate because you can't do it all and you want to make sure you're, you're there for the mission and what you started. And, you know, we were told all the time, like, you know, you can't stop doing this. People, people are relying on this to be here because it's, 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 you know, getting people to keep being inspired because, you know, business can be hard, right? There's a lot of hardships and sometimes you don't get the pat on the back. Um, you, you have to be that beacon of light. And so it's, it's exciting just to see, um, how we, um, can support others and support our own journeys at the same time as figuring out a balance. There's definitely something we're, we're still, uh, working through every year, but every year gets better, um, because we figure out something and we figure out a better process. And I think one of the things that also has helped us is that we've kind of delegated roles in terms of what we own and what we need on on behalf of the the group and so so that it becomes less um burdensome to, to think that oh I gotta do this whole thing. Um but just managing our amazing team that wakes up every day and says I'm going to do my very best to, to meet the goals that we set for ourselves and this is all self imposed and so we, I mean, we'd be nothing without our team, legit. Like, no, no games. And some of them are, you know, paid and some of them are like straight volunteer and so happy to do it. And I, I just can't thank them enough. And so I think that's uh, been part of the journey of learning, learning yourself and learning what you've been called to do and learning how to, you know, strike that balance. Absolutely. Lauren, do you have anything to add to the work life balance bit? Yeah, I 100% agree with asking for help, having the right people on your team, um, being willing to kind of let go of control. Um, and I think the other side of that coin is um, learning to say no and learning to sacrifice certain things, right? So um, I think there's like this thing where we all have the same hours in the day as Beyonce and we see how incredible she is. But Beyonce knows how to say no. And she knows exactly what she wants to do and what's important to her. And whether that's family time or whether that's, you know, putting together things for your company or exercising or, or even going on vacation, you could add that in, but you have to understand that there's always going to be something that you're saying no to if you do it. Right. Um, and I think that's one thing that we have had to learn with black women talk tech specifically, because as Sosa mentioned, we like almost every day, someone wants to do something new with us, right? Whether it's some partnership or, or whatever it is. And unfortunately we, we sometimes have to say no, because we don't really have the resources or the time, or it's not really aligned with our mission. And that's really hard when you're kind of doing the work that we are and you know that every little bit counts, um, but you're not going to really be effective personally and in your, your company or your role, if you don't know how to really focus on the things that matter and that are important. Um, and that goes from, again, like your, your personal life all the way through to, to your business. So keeping that in mind, you'll always make room for the things that are important to you. You just have to kind of make sure, you know, you're sacrificing something else to do it. Yeah, that's true. And we hear a lot about that. I think when we hear uh, people talk about work-life balance, it's having to sort of, you know, you're saying no to, to one thing in order to say yes 
us to something else. I mean, there really is mm-hmm. only a certain amount of hours in every day and we've got to make the most of it and being able to say no and knowing when to say no and when to say yes. Um, it's, it's a balance. I think I spend a lot of time trying to get people to say yes to stuff because a lot of us aren't saying yes because we're afraid. Um, you know, it really has nothing to do with time. It's just because we're afraid. We're afraid. We're, we immediately jump to the, well, what ifs? Well, what ifs? What if I don't get the funding? What if I don't get the investor? What if I don't get the money that I need? What if I don't find a co-founder? What if I get too busy and I can't do this? But like all the what ifs come in. And so it clouds our space to the point where we actually can't launch or we can't do those things. So um, I'm very mm-hmm. curious to know a little bit about what some of your events are like. So I know you've, you've had a couple. Um, right. You've had, you had the mm-hmm. one where you had three, 300 people apply. And then you said there was one with 1300 people, right? Did I hear that right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was our most recent conference. That was this February. Um, it's our third annual conference and we had almost 1300 people. So we jumped literally in two years from 90 people in the room. We ended up stuffing in 90 from that first one out of the 300. Um, then we had about 500 last year and 1,300 this year. So we're growing pretty significantly um, every single year. And I, I think um, our experience is really unique. And I think that's why we continue to grow. We found that like 50% of the people who are in the room found out through people who had attended before. So everyone is kind of sharing and telling them they have to be there. Um, I think part of it is that walking into a space um, in your industry with all Black women or the majority of the the audience is Black women is just an experience that you've really never had before. It's overwhelming. Like We've had so many people come in and just start crying because they, like you said, you've never seen yourself kind of reflected in that space. You kind of go and you know you're going to be the only person there. Maybe there's one other that you can kind of connect with and talk to. But seeing all these other people who are really building up their dreams and who are your peers and who are there to support you um, is really just a feeling like no other. Um, And then I I think the other thing is that our content um, tends to be really laser focused on who our audience is. And so people come and yes, it's fun and it's exciting to talk to all these people, but you're really walking away with action items that you can take and put into your business. Because if, like I said before, if you are taking time out of your business to go do anything, it better be worthwhile, right? So when you come to these events, because we're founders, we kind of know that. And we want to make sure that you're walking away with how to scale your company, how to hire, how to fix this issue you have in your tech, um, how to fix your pitch deck or improve it. Um, Really actionable things that you can walk away with. And they're all taught through the lens of being a Black woman, right? And so... For example, in terms of raising money and pitching, that looks very different for Black women than it does for some of our counterparts. And so when you have someone on stage who looks like you, who is telling you how they did it, the the notes and the advice and the suggestions you're going to get are completely different than you would from any other tech conference. Um, And again, I think that kind of stuff is really not only inspiring, but it kind of pushes you to move along when you know that someone's story is similar to yours and they sort of got through and got to where you want to be. That's so true. And I, I love the idea of really being at a conference where, you know, or any event where you're getting information from the point of view of somebody who looks similar to you, that 
to me is incredible. I've been to so many conferences. I think we all have been to a bunch, especially if you're in the tech industry. I mean, it's insane. Um, I actually just spoke with a woman who said she was part of the first all women panel at the RSA conference, um, I think last year. Um, And, you know, she was nervous, but she was so excited. And it's like, wow, first of all, really? The first ever, like, like, (laughs) but at the same time, it's Mm -hmm. like, that's incredible. Like, that's great that you were able to be a part of that. And so the more we step out and we start putting ourselves in these situations, I think the more we see what's possible and the more information we get from people who have done it before, right? And then with a little bit of courage, we can make some big moves. We can make something big happen with the opportunities that we're given and the opportunities that we go and we physically take. Um, so I love that. Absolutely. I love the idea of, of, of having just a room full of Black women and, and seeing their experiences and hearing things from their point of view, because it's just not a point of view we hear enough. And it's, it's, it's frustrating mm-hmm. and it's annoying and it's like, okay, really? Because it's not, it's, it's not, that's not the reality, right? The reality is there are women out there who are struggling with X, Y, and Z, just like you and I, and we could definitely use the support. So I'm glad that you guys have sort of created this huge way in which people can collaborate, whether they're in New York or not, because you guys are based right now in New York, but you have plans on going to other cities, right? Yeah, so our last three conferences have been in New York, but our conference next year will be in Las Vegas. Um, And then we also have chapters right now that are in New York, Atlanta, and San Francisco. And we're expanding to Austin, D.C., and L.A. this year, and then probably a few others um, later on in the end of the year as well. So um, those are kind of like our little mini offshoots. So that you can kind of keep the momentum going and keep the networking and connections going um, and that spread of knowledge and support as well in, in their local cities. Sweet. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, the more you can spread around, uh, you know, to different areas and different cities and states and stuff, I think that's, it makes it accessible to people, not just virtually, because it's cool to connect virtually, but it's also great to see mm-hmm. people um, in person. So yeah, I'm sure the Las Vegas event Absolutely. next year will be awesome. But okay, sweet. So I want to um, kind of close out. I know um, you guys are super busy and I want to respect your time, but can you tell us really what's next? Do you have, I know you've got more events and you've got more chapters coming, but what can people do if they want to get involved, if they need help, if they know somebody who needs help, what do you recommend they do? Yeah, there are so many different ways to connect with us. I mean, I think the easiest, most passive way is just to join our newsletter and our social channels. We post tons of opportunities on there, everything from like new accelerator applications, all the way to um, shouting out and getting excited about our peers and some of the exciting things they're doing when they're in the news. Um, so it's a great way to kind of keep in touch in terms of like everything tech and with that black women have a, a pulse on. Um, and then I think the other ways are definitely through the chapters. If you're in one of those cities that I mentioned, definitely look us up, join them. We'll be launching um, LA, DC and Austin over the next couple of months. But New York, Atlanta, and San Francisco are already up and running, have tons of programming. It's a great way to kind of connect with us on that local level. Um, and then we also, up until April 30th, have tickets open to our 2020 conference. So we have our largest discount. We're kind of just celebrating our last conference and we're giving discounted tickets. Um, it's going to be our deepest discount ever. So you can buy tickets now. If you want to join us in 2020, they will sell out. They have every single year. So now's your chance to kind of get 
um, for the cheapest that they'll be. Um, and then follow us on our podcast as well. And if you are a Black woman in tech, you can actually join us um, as a member. So it's free to be a member. Um, you just need to go to our site and sign up. Um, the only requirements that we have are that you're a Black woman, you work in tech, uh, and you work on your company full-time. So that We look at that as like 40 hours a week. And then you'll be able to not only connect with us and get discounts on some of our upcoming events, but you also get access to a number of really awesome discounted products from our partners like Microsoft and Proto.io and Fancy Hands um, to kind of integrate and use in your business. So I think that was all the ways to connect with us. Perfect. And I will put all of this in the show notes. So the obviously the IG handle is at Black Women Tech. Um, and they put everything there. I've seen lots of posts, talk tech. Um, and then the website for the event, the 2020 event, um, I will put that in the show notes as well. We can put that in then. Um, the link will stay the same once, even though the tickets will go up in price right after, you said after April? So the link will probably disappear after the 30th, but we'll be um, adding a whole new uh, conference page that they can look at. So if you just go to our site, blackwomentalktech.com, you'll still be able to see everything there. Okay. And I will put just that website then on the, in the show notes. That way, no matter when you are finding this episode, you can check it out and get tickets, obviously, for next year. And like you said, if there are people in those cities, if there's a city near you that you're like, why? I want I wanted to be here, then definitely, obviously, send a message um, over and, and get that conversation started. But I am so glad that you all Thank were you. able to, you know, take the time and, and hop on the phone with me and, and, ex- and explain and really share what you all are doing because I'm just so just flabbergasted and, and it just makes me feel really good to see people doing so many cool things and making a difference all at the same time. Um, it's just, it's just cool. Cause you're not doing stuff to be self-serving, right? These, these different ventures that you have are, are really to serve other people and to uplift other, other women and other people out here trying to get their things out there and into the world. And it's just really cool to see that you guys are so people focused and people based, regardless of really what your founding or, you know, what your companies are, are, are missioned to be doing. So I think that's so cool. Thank you. I do. Thank and, you so much. And thanks for having us. I mean, doing this podcast as well is, is the same, right? It's you're trying to help others to build out their networks and take chances and risks so that they can build out their dreams and also helping us spread our story. So that's huge for us as well. So thank you for having us. Absolutely. And make sure you guys are following the Black Women Talk Tech podcast um, on Apple Podcasts. Um, you guys are on Google Podcasts or where else are you? Besides Apple. Uh, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, um, I think we're on SoundCloud as well. Yeah, okay. most of the major, major releases to find us. I always forget about Spotify. I'm on Spotify too, but there are actually a lot of people who listen on Spotify. So, you know, if you're on mm-hmm. Spotify, it takes two seconds. You don't get notifications. I think that's really the the complaint that I've been getting is people don't get mm-hmm. notifications and so they'll miss episodes and then have to backtrack. However, it's a great place because it's one-stop shopping for all of your audio needs. So awesome. Well, thank you again. Um, Lauren, did you have any word that you wanted people to find you directly if they're interested in your um, your personal company or do you want me to link that in the bio? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. So I think that's the best way to connect. Uh, shoot me a note or send me a friend request and let's, let's work on there. 
Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this episode of Network and Spill. Please be sure to follow, check out all the links in the show notes and grab a ticket or tell a friend to grab a ticket to this next amazing event. And if you are in the New York area, be sure to support locally. And if you know someone, obviously connect them as well. I'm excited for the DC chapter because that's where I'm at. Um, But if you're in Austin or LA or you're in Vegas, make sure you are paying attention to what's happening on the website and you join the newsletter. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers.